Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Uh, This from uh, the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh, Scott from Lubbock. I'm headed to Kansas City. I care. Okay, Scott, hope I'll see you there. I hope you enjoy your time in Kansas City. We get a hashtag I care. Okay. We get a, uh, O'Banner should have started reading that book two years ago. Maybe somebody should have given him that book two years ago. Uh, This uh, Captain Obvious uh, text here of the day, I think, donors will select the next basketball coach. Donors are always involved (laughs) in the next next coach. I, I don't care what... And I'll use my John F. Kennedy here. I don't care what decade you're talking about, all right? Donors donors have selected the next basketball coach, next football coach for eons. Eons. Yeah. I, I remember, you know, back in the day, a town I lived in, um, they used to fly in the K-State people because this guy was a huge, huge uh, Kansas State uh, supporter to... to Either A, let him know there was a change going to be made, or B, just consult with him about a change being made. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, the, and that was in the eighties. Okay, so this this is this this is nothing nothing new. I mean, you know, even the great John Wooden was influenced by boosters. You talk about pay for play. Hmm. You know, go back and look at some of those UCLA teams. They didn't just come together. Okay, now now Coach Wooden may not have been the one handing out the briefcase, but they had. They had plenty of guys, plenty of plenty of guys that were willing to quote help the program, right? That's yeah. what it's always about. Help help the program. So I mean, it's just it's just escalated um here uh, over the last few. Uh let's see here. I'm with CS, that'd be uh, Chris Need. I'm apathetic at this point. It's been exhausting. I I feel you, man. I I I think I think that's um I think it's fair to feel that way. Uh, this part of the demise of this team was the lack of leadership on the court, you know, and, and that's, and that's hard. I mean, you'd love for your point guard to be a leader. Okay. You, you would love for your team to anoint the leader as opposed to the coach appointing the leader. But let's, let's face facts. When you're changing out your team every year and you're bringing in parts from everywhere to become the sum of all parts, uh, it, it's, it's hard to do that over the course of a summer. Sometimes it happens naturally. Sometimes you capture lightning in a bottle. Look at the 2019 team. I mean, there was lightning caught. There was lightning caught. I yeah. mean, and, and if you think that there wasn't, um, a little bit of, um, NIL money there, then you're, you're sadly mistaken. Uh, I think there was, yeah. I think there was plenty uh, of, yeah, if, plenty if, of NIL money there. Yeah. I mean, and there's plenty of NIL money. And I'm not accusing anybody of anything nefarious. It's just the way it is. You either you either do that or did that, or you got left behind. I mean, look at the dumpster fire that we had basically from the end of the night regime through the night regime, uh, into the Gillespie regime. I mean, so I mean, you had to do something a little bit a little bit different. So Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're not the the fact of the matter is this is the way it's gonna be going forth. Yeah. I mean NIL has changed the game. It's it's legalized well, it's college athletics. It's, it's legalized things that were happening already, and it's it's just like the the NCAA just said, okay, y'all are all doing it, so we're just gonna say this is the way you can do it. You know what I find what I find fascinating, and 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 maybe it's just 
because it's because we're in season or coming to the close of a season. It just it seems to me that um, the NIL stuff and the money stuff from a just a, a team standpoint is more basketball oriented than football oriented. I mean, I know what's going on in football. It just seems like the bigger numbers are in basketball and the bigger revenue in terms of the potential for a university of any size is is football. You know, it, it is funny. I think the, the money's bigger in basketball because you have less players to deal with. And, you know, at the at the very most that you're talking 15 players, you're not going to get the 15th player on, on what you're going to get the number one player. You see their faces, too. You're closer to yeah, them as a it, fan. Yeah, absolutely. You're, you know, you know, if you're sitting on scholarship row, those guys could be in your lap, you know. Uh, well, you can sit play. in the upstairs and you can you can have a pretty good idea of seeing them. And when, you know, I mean, you're you're you're. It's just interesting to me that your your basketball program may make up, I don't know. Let's just let's just use the let's just use a high number of thirty percent of your revenue, but it's probably closer to twenty to twenty five. Sure. Okay. And your football is probably at sixty five or seventy, and then it's everything else after that. And, yeah, and if you're and, and it, you're, you're all your nil money is going to basketball. It seems like yeah, it feels I, and like. I, I think you have to be more judicious with your nil money in football, which is why the whole twenty five thousand across the board from the collective is a is a is a great deal. You know, everybody from the you know the starting quarterback to the to to the fifteenth walk on is getting the same uh, same amount, and then you allow the players to have their their separate nil deals. And, and it's something that we talked about off off break. You know, that's so that the quarterback is not making a, a million dollars via NIL and the left guard, left tackle who are blocking for him aren't. Well, <laughs> you know? I mean, and they don't, it'll you know, be those locker room issues. You, you'll know the script is flipped when you start hearing about the college football quarterback uh, and what he buys his offensive lineman for uh, yeah. Christmas. Absolutely. Because and you know that whole deal? You know the whole deal about – the quarterback buying gifts for his uh, offensive lineman. It, it that hasn't been around that long, but it, it goes back to. I mean, I say that. I mean, it, it, it's it's been going on basically since the Dan Marino era. Yeah, and it all started with the Isotoner gloves. Hey, take care of the hands that take care of you. Right, and that's yeah. where that's where it all started. It all started right there. It all started right there. But you know, it's kind of you know. So Dak Prescott. You know, when you're leading the NFL in sacks, do you go down and actually give those guys any uh, gifts? What are you giving those guys? Hey, here's some footwork lessons. (laughs) (laughs) Dak Prescott was busy during the regular season giving all the defensive backs in the league turnovers. So Mm, he he was handing out his own gifts. Didn't anything left for the offensive linemen this year. Anyway, I just I I think I think that uh, it, it it has it has changed. That's. That's uh, obvious. Um, somebody says this. Just imagine if NIL had been legalized earlier, the plot for blue chips would have been a lot different. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're right. Yeah. yeah. Right. No, this. I mean, it, there's an old, there's an old, really old movie, and I can't remember the name of it, but it starred Robbie Benson. But basically, Robbie Benson. It was it was back in the day. Okay, and it was about a a prized basketball recruit and what he was being given uh, to be recruited by a university. But we're talking, we're talking called one-on-one one-on-one, but we're talking the elements of that movie today. The the basic plot of that movie then is, is still what we have today. And that's in the seventies 
What year uh, was it? 1977 American sports drama film. Yeah. Robbie Benson and Annette O'Toole. Yeah. It's not uh, mad at her back in the day. Yeah. So, well, what you, was you the basic? About, remember, um, um, everybody's all, not everybody's all American. Um, oh, gosh, the one that had. Uh, um, well, everybody's all American was right in there, too. Yeah, but that's not, it wasn't about that same thing. It was the one that had uh, Anthony Michael Hall that was playing. He was uh, Johnny B. Good. Or not okay. Johnny, Johnny, what is it? Johnny B. Good? Where he plays the quarterback getting recruited, and he gets recruited by the University of Texas, and they take him down there, and they've got him with uh, all kinds of uh, the various things. Yeah, happening on. Yeah. It's it's uh, you know, I I don't know. It's like I said. It it there's he the, got game. There's some there's some things that have changed over the years. It's some things it's just it's just evolved or elevated. But well, there's a genesis that goes back to the 50s or 60s. Well, I mean, things. you don't. The thing about it is, you don't have to do some of the things that they used to do. Right. I mean, I'm not going to say that. I mean, the things that, that that used to that used to could could used to happen. I, I'll just say this, I, and I don't know if this is true or not, but it's a great story. So uh, I hope that it's not proved. I hope it's not myth busted on me. But the the story goes is that when when Donnie Anderson lined, landed in Lubbock, they had a they had a line of attractive co-eds to uh, to greet him. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I'm not surprised. Right. I mean, wouldn't you? If you had Donnie Anderson coming in, wouldn't you say, hey, we need a little help here? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like Secretariat. <laughs> a little freaking everybody. Hey, Secretary, can you help us out a little bit here? <laughs> We need a little help. We need a little help over here. Oh, that's like a that's like a ten year ago morning drive. (laughs) The morning drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. It's uh, time for this day in sports history. It is Wednesday, March the eighth. Special guest appearance today on this day in sports history. Here is one George Christopher Sneed. Thank you, Chuck. Um, thank you, Jeff, for the uh, fill-in. Appreciate it. Uh, You're filling in for him. I know. Okay. That's what I said, for yeah. allowing the fill-in. Okay. Uh, on this day, Chuck, 1930, baseball slugger Babe Ruth signs a two-year contract for then a huge $160,000. With the Yankees. And GM Ed Burrow wrongly predicts that no one will ever be paid more than George Herman Ruth. <laughs> Isn't this about the time where someone reported to him and said, uh, you make more than the president he did last year? And he said, well, I had a better year than him. Right. 1936, the first stock car race is held in Daytona Beach, Florida. And, you know, that was held actually on the beach. On the beach, right. Yeah. yeah. Down on the beach. Yeah. Uh, nineteen. You been to the Daytona Five Hundred? I have been to Daytona um, Raceway, but not to the Five Hundred. Not to the Five Hundred. I've been to the museum. Um, I did a game at Bethune Cookman, which is in Daytona. <laughs> of course, well, it's right down the street. I just asked you, you've been to the well, Daytona you Five Hundred. You asked like, the question. I, I the, gave you an answer. You Good gave, lord. You're going to the going to the museum, and then it evolves into I did a game at Bethune Cookman. Sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> I elaborated. <laughs> I mean, I just wanted to let you know why I had occasion to be in Daytona mm. and not go to a race. Okay. I just was waiting for I your was... stock car. How do you do that? Yeah. And then you've got that beer can in your hand. 
There you go. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry. No, I, I would love to go to a Daytona 500. I mean, it's it's unfortunately the bad time of the year. Okay. Same time as the start of baseball. It's opening day baseball weekend, so. Right. Yeah. Got it. Sorry. Uh, 1971. Uh, Smoking Joe Frazier and Muhammad Ali's 32 fight, no, sorry, 31 fight winning streak at Madison Square Garden in New York City. And he retains a heavyweight boxing title by unanimous points decision over 15, in 15 rounds in the fight of the century. Life imagining picture of the fight taken by Frank Sinatra. You know, uh, I always felt like that Muhammad handled his, um, Duel or his uh, rivalry with uh, Joe Frazier much better than Joe Frazier. I always, I always felt like Joe Frazier was a little classless, you know, with regard to how he handled Muhammad Ali in terms of, you know, when he won, he was more, I don't know, just braggadocious. Braggadocious. Well, than, but, than but see, Muhammad. Muhammad Ali was way more braggadocious. You know, he's I'm pretty. You know, oh, you I know. can't beat me. But it was, you know, once again. It ain't bragging if you can do it. Right. No, no, no doubt. No so, doubt. It just I mean, seemed like Joe Frazier was always like, he was always trying to prove himself. And even when he did, he was still, I think, trying to prove himself. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Muhammad Ali that he beat wasn't the Muhammad Ali that most of us know. I mean, he was not quite in his prime anymore. Muhammad? Not that. Not, not he's at the end of his career. Seventy one? No, no, no. Uh, he was no, no, no. That was that that particular oh, 71, not, that, nah. that that particular he fought into the eighties. Yeah, that, that particular fight was when both of them were in their they prime. Were good, yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. He's seventy one. Never mind. Nineteen eighty six. Chuck <laughs> <Okay>. Martina Navratilova. <laughs> what did she do? She was the first tennis player to earn ten million dollars. Not the first female first tennis player. Okay. And of course, Anna Kornikova came along and won a bunch of money for not doing a whole lot. <laughs> just kind of stayed just in there. <laughs> just, just, just for being hot. Just for being Anna Kornikova. Boy, yeah. of all the people to bring up after Martina Navratilova that, that, uh, that played tennis, you know, you, you, go down to, you go down to the Anna Kornikova. Well, I mean, Anna Kornikova, all she ever did was, was be a smoke show. <laughs> right, right. I mean, she won some tournaments. You can't remember any? She win Wimbledon? Did she win a French go- Open? I'd have to Google Australian? it. Australian? You know, did she win a U.S. Open? I'd have to Google it. Yeah, Google her. And find <laughs> us out. Let us know what she won. Um, she 2022, won her- Chuck, the reigning uh-huh. NFL MVP Aaron Rodgers agrees to remain with the Green Bay Packers in a reported four-year $200 million deal. You talk about wearing people out. Oh, God. I think he's worn people out. Yeah, the uh, the chalice of solitude, not the chalice, the uh, the uh, the fortress of solitude that he went into, the mm-hmm. uh, the quiet the quiet retreat, the the darkness retreat. What is that? The guy took a pound of ganja into the forest with him and <laughs> got high for got got high for a week. Right. <laughs> he told everyone that, and then and then we comes to find out that he had the opportunity to leave and go get snacks. <laughs> And, and and leave and go uh, to a grocery store. Uh, by the way, as far as Anna Kornikova is concerned, mm-hmm. her career record is two hundred nine and one twenty nine. Okay, number of career titles. Her next one will be her first. <laughs> I, I was I was I, did did she she never won any? Okay, 
she never won. She never, she never won anything, but yeah. she was always on the cover of everything. She she uh, got to eighth in the world. She had uh, better success playing doubles. Mm. There you go. Chuck, <laughs> it's national, that right there. <laughs> it is National Peanut Cluster Day. Okay, I can get behind the peanut cluster. Uh, uh, some peanut clusters. There there are some that are better than others. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'll be in agreement with you on that. Um, happy birthday today, um, Freddie Prinze Jr. Okay. Yeah. Chico and the man. No, that was no, his no. dad. That was no, his dad. That was his dad. That was his dad. His no, dad, R.I.P. I know. That's his dad. Yeah. Freddie Prince. Uh, Freddie Prince Jr. I guess he was uh, He was in uh, Scooby-Doo. Was he really? Yeah, he was. No, no, no. He was in the movie Scooby-Doo. Right. I know. I know. Not the cartoon. Yeah, not the cartoon. Married to uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar. Yeah. Wasn't he in one of the Screams, too? I think don't so, know. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Again, uh, Lester Holt. Lester, I like Lester Holt. Lester Holt's a good dude. That guy... That guy, he's, the, he's got a receding hairline. That hairline is in full retreat, man. You talk about a guy that was in the right place at the right time after oh, after Brian Williams, yeah. you know, you know, fabricated some, you know, yeah. kind of events a little bit. You yeah. know, hey, I, I know what's in there. If you'll find the NBC breaking news, I'd just love to. I'd love to. I'd love to hear that's a tech talk. Uh, that's what they use for breaking yeah, news. Yeah. Uh, Dickens is just in love with it. It's a great song. Oh, it is great. Is it written up? Did Don, John Tess write that too? No. Oh, okay. Uh, born on this day, Kenny Smith, 58. Kenny Smith, is he a baseball player? Basketball player. Basketball player, Kenny Smith. Houston Rockets, okay. North Carolina. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, born on this day, Heinz Ward. Heinz Ward. NFL and uh, Super Bowl MVP. He spells it wrong. Uh, he- <laughs> head coach of the... XFL, <laughs> San Antonio Brahmas. Oh, wow. Of course. Yeah. Here we go. No, that's, that's not, not the right one. That's not the right one. Yeah. Born on this day, former Dallas Cowboys uh, defensive lineman Marcus Spears. 40 years old. Here we go. Here we go. We've got election results. Lester We've got Holt. more. More results. I loved. I I loved in the summertime when they interrupted for breaking news. I mean, yeah. Now, uh, it was uh, for ABC. It was an ABC. Now, an ABC News special report. Here's ABC scientist. Uh, scientific. Jules Bergman. Jules Bergman. <laughs> right. Uh, okay. Yeah, loved it. Dead on this day, still dead. Yeah. Uh, Joe DiMaggio. Okay. On this day, huh? Yeah. Dead Mr. on this Coffee. day, still dead. Uh, also dead on this day, still dead. Ray Nitschke. Ray Nitschke, okay. Yep. That it? On this day in 2014, Malaysian Airlines Flight 370, carrying 227 passengers and 12 crew members, loses contact with air traffic control less than an hour after taking off from Kuala Lumpur, then veers off course and disappears. Most of the plane and everyone on board are never, ever seen again. Lost. Lost. And that this day is <laughs> <Okay>. history. <laughs> I was waiting for that, right? Uh, let's see here. This from Shelly. Uh, you all sure chippy for the first hour. Keep it going. I uh, think people like it when we're chippy together. Sure. And when sure. we fight back and forth. I mean, I think that people want us to have a, a knockdown drag out. Sure. It, it, it can happen at any point in time. It, it really can happen. <laughs> I mean, you've got your hot button topics. And I know those. And yeah. I've got my hot button topics. And you know those. Right. 
And I mean, Quick. if if we if we get one mm-hmm. and and a match is lit on either side, there could be there could be a mutually assured destruction. <laughs> it could be. Chris, you're looking very professional with the glasses. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm. You know, I'm an official, so I can't see. Bullfighter <laughs> says uh, this. Hey, Chuck. Now that Snead is here, you want to tell him how you feel about our race? Yeah, I I, I think. Uh, I think you sold. I think you sold Bullfighter the other day when you elected not to run against him. I mean, sold Bullfighter. Yeah, you sold him. You sold him on the. Hey, it's uh, you know you're you're not feeling that good. I'm not feeling that good. My hammy's a little pulled. You know, you weren't in quite quite the shape to be ready to do it. Oh, we're going to race this year. When? When it's warmer. Okay. It's well, a I long th- season. I thought we're going to play you, 38 home you, games. You we don't guys, have to race on the first one. You guys had a date, and then no, blah, blah, blah. we didn't have a date. Yeah. We never had a date. We just said during baseball season. There are 38 home dates this year. Sounded, sounded like bullfighters said you had a date, and then you no, guys. No, we did not have got, a date. Guys we did got not there, have a date. And then no, you, don't, and, and don't, then. don't you put that evil in on my, on me, Ricky Bobby. Just, this is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hey, good morning. It is uh, the Morning Drive here on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Chris Need is in for Jamie Lent and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. Yates Flooring Center chat line is open. Go to Double T 97.3.com for that or the mobile app. Benchmark hotline is open as well. Bobby Hot Dogs has a question for you. Mm-hmm. Sneed, have you been secretly wearing the Raider Red costume and running in the foul pole races as a way to gain an advantage over Bullfighter. Mm-hmm. First of all, have you ever worn the Raider Red costume? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, sounds like you have. Sounds like you've been doing that. Uh, it started last spring with letting Barrett Perry go. Yeah, I mean that. I I think that that might be the most underrated text of uh, of the day, and it's and if if it was if it's not, and they didn't the, fire him outright. They no, just basically encouraged him to go find another job. Yeah, and you know <laughs> that might have been the first when when Barrett Perry took off. And left the program, whether he was fired, let go, resigned. At the end of last year. Yeah. That was the first for me would go, huh, that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> because as I recall, those two were longtime friends. I don't know about long time. They were they were I mean, they, they they were they knew of each other. Acquaintances. I, I think acquaintances. I thought they were closer than that. I, mean, okay. I don't know. That, I mean, I, I, I don't know. What I'm I remember not, is, is that they had, a rela- they had a relationship, a coaching relationship. Yeah. I don't know that it was anything. wasn't like, you know, best buddies go on vacation together. Yeah, I didn't think it was that. I okay. mean, I thought they were. I mean, I got a lot of longtime friends that I'm going on vacation with. You know, just, just right. But I mean, it, Coach McGuire has made it quite clear that Kenny Perry and him are have been friends for a long time. Sure. Which is fine. I mean, you you have to have allies on your staff. You have to have people on your staff that can can watch out for you or help do the job that you are paying them to do, whether it's, you know, special teams or running backs or, you know, whatever, but, coaching you know, the post. The, the point for me was that when, when somebody who has been of that relation with you, just boom, gone after one year, it just makes me cock my head to the side a little bit and go, huh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think there. I think that's potentially where it, where it started. Um, you know, uh, somebody says for me it was T.J. Shannon and Kevin McCuller. 
And I don't know if those were coaching related or if those were uh, playing style related or if those were, you know, I mean, I've been told twice, you know, at least that, you know, McCullers deal was more about what his teammates were getting paid as opposed to what he was getting paid. Now, I don't know if that's true or not. And then, you know, once again, and it's not like he got more to go where he went. Yeah, it's he was more about I'm not getting what I think I should get here. And and that's the part of NIL that, you know, we all think this is going to just work itself out. But that's the part of NIL. That's this the the unintended consequence. Because now you're like, what is it? I think I should be making more than that guy. Uh, Somebody asked, why was Luke Adams left in Lubbock? Do you really have to answer that question? I, 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 I think that was probably that's, My guess would be that's best for all. Yeah, best for him, best for best for Luke, best mm-hmm. for Coach Adams, best for the team, best for the whole scenario. I mean, I look. I I I once worked for a guy whose son and daughter in law worked for me, and I was telling the story yesterday that when the 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 dad whom I worked for, uh, you know, basically gave his radio station back to the bank. One of the things that I really thought he did a poor job was was getting his son and daughter-in-law out of that situation mm. because it wasn't fair to leave them behind yeah and and he and he and i so i experienced that and and watched that and it was not pleasant for any of us okay and so i think that was the right decision i know nothing of what coach adams had his son doing in terms of what was actually? I know what all the speculation is. I think I think that's been well overplayed. <clears throat> but I think I think basically when you kind of look at it from just a what's best for the health of the team, what's best for the health of of that young man as a as a up and coming coach, and for his dad who's a now disgraced coach. I think it's I think it's obvious that that was a clear and concise and best decision for everyone. It's all, again, all very sad. Yeah, there's nothing happy or uplifting about any part of this situation. If, in fact, that's true that he was left behind. That's that's my understanding. And anyone that's taking joy or glee or delight in the fact that that, that this is happening, um, you know, I mean, mean, you read message boards, oh, happy day, you Mm -hmm. know, Adams is going to be gone. And and I'm I'm thinking back that these are the same people that couldn't wait for him to be the head coach when Chris Beard left us. Yeah, you know, and it's you know, and yeah, you're a fan. That's your right. But remember, we all signed off on Cliff Kingsbury. We, we all signed. All, we, we all signed off on Billy Clyde Gillespie. Yes, too. I think that's the I think that's the yeah. one where you kind of look at and go, every single person signed off on on, uh, and still <laughs> the best. The best thing about the Billy Gillespie era, more than anything else, was we had a person working for us who we all worked for. She worked here, and at the press conference, <laughs> she uh, she was, I guess, playing you know seat assignment person because uh, she went up to somebody and said, um, "I'm sorry, ma'am, those seats are reserved for the media." <laughs> And unfortunately, the person that she spoke to was the chancellor's wife. And I, and I could, it's kind of one of those things you could see from, the, like you could see something falling that you're trying to 
catch it before it crashes. Oh, in no. Like, I, couldn't, I couldn't get there fast enough. It's like, you don't know what you're doing. Please, please don't. Please, please, please don't scold that woman. Please. please. The Chancellor's wife. Stay in your lane. <laughs> we're just, we're here to hear the introduction of Coach Gillespie, not uh, to tell somebody where to sit. Yeah. Oh my God! You, you know it, it's it's. Somebody it's says tough. disgrace, Coach. Wow, pretty judgmental, Chuck. I mean, I don't. What the oh, hell would you call yeah, it? You know, you know what? What the hell would you call it? You know what? Uh, I mean, go go read Twitter right now. Go read any ESPN um, um, you know, me- website message board. I mean, you might think you know he's getting a raw deal. Uh, nationally, he's disgraced right now. Yeah, I mean, and he's put a big old black eye on your university. I mean, yesterday during the during the bottom line, we sat there and watched uh, Pete Thamel and and Jeremy Shap absolutely roast Texas Tech. You know, and and somebody says this: Who is happy, Chris? This is going to destroy the program. This program is one more bad hire away from going back to irrelevant. Nobody is happy. Nobody is happy. First of all, I, I think I I've, I've said this repeatedly. You have the best basketball arena in the Big 12. You have, if not the best, among the best basketball practice facilities in the country. Mm-hmm. You have a alumni base or supporter base that is willing to help provide money to bring in players. Mm-hmm. So this is a extremely attractive job. Do they all work out? Does every hire in your business work out? No. No. And, but I agree with everything you just said, Chuck. If if any fan thinks that we're about to become irrelevant in basketball, I I would caution you to go take a walk through the Humble, take a walk through the arena, and take a look at the guys who sit down there on scholarship row because I, those three things together are going to keep you relevant in basketball. I mean, if you if you the, the other thing to look at here is when when Chris Beard left, it was after April one, so a lot of other coaches had already become employed or players mm-hmm. had become. You know, kind of aligned with different ones, and you know, you had to start over. Basically, a couple of weeks after, you probably shouldn't have had to start over. I mean, when 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 that season ended in twenty one, if he wanted to leave, he should have left then. Mm-hmm. But he, let's remember, he waited until April one so that there wouldn't be an additional million dollars owed to Texas Tech. Yeah, let's I, remember I, that. I can't, I can't believe that there are people out there with a straight face actually mentioning that person's name. Yeah, and, and there are, and there are people of import that are saying that, and it's it is, I mean, it's distressing. But I mean, hey, I guess if you have the money, you can do it. But man, that is distressing to hear. That guy tried to burn your program down on the way out the door. Not tried to. He was he was actively doing it on the way out the door. Seven twenty-five. You got a you got a question for me? Nah, I, th- I thought I did, but I'm gonna have to change it. Okay. <laughs> I'll come up with something more happy. <laughs> something more happy? Yeah. Uh, we could we could break down the basketball game. Tonight. No, no, okay. don't okay. want to. Okay, because you don't care about that. Uh, okay. We'll look ahead to Iowa. Uh, we got a couple of days before we, we do that. That'll be a Friday, Saturday, Sunday with uh, Tech Baseball. Women play tomorrow. They take on K-State. Uh, we'll get all that uh, this morning here on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T, 97.3. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T, 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. 
Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. 731 this morning here on the Morning Drive. Your thoughts, comments are always welcome on the Yates Flooring Center chat line or the Benchmark hotline. Uh, hit me with a question. For me, Jeff, and our fine yeah, this, listening this audience. Is not gonna, this is going to sting. Uh, it's going to sting? Yeah. Why? So, why? Why? Uh, why does it have to sting? Well, for the first part, before I get to the question, this part right here is going to sting. Uh, I saw on Twitter um, by a uh, fellow Red Raider posted this, uh, this, this very stinging tweet yesterday. Um, the entire 2021 freshman class is poised to make the NCAA tournament yes. on a different team. Yes, we saw that. Mike Peavy. Yep. Uh, Chibuzo Agbo, yep. Murray Burnett, Vlad Golden. All of them poised to make the NCAA <laughs> tournament for somebody else. Right. Add in McCuller and Shannon. Right. My question is, which one of these guys would you most like to have back? Well, okay, read me the list again. You have Terrence Shannon, yep. McCuller, yep. Peavy, Agbo, Namari Burnett, and Vlad Golden. What should I like to have back? The most. I I, I think Kevin McCuller, just because I, I felt like that he was a, a heart and soul of your team. And, and from a defensive standpoint, I think that he would have he would have and could have been a leader on that that could have inspired others. Um and and I don't know that anything changes with regard to how uh, this went down with coach Adams. Maybe, maybe he's able to help be more of a, a leader behind the scenes and in the locker room and, and help guys come along that are, that are coming into the program and make that transition better. But I'll, I'm going to say Kevin McCullough, cause I think that did an awful lot of damage him leaving and where he went. I would say McCullough, but you can't go there. After being here, that can't be an option. Mm-hmm. So that I'm torn between PV and Shannon, and I lean toward Shannon in that, but it's close. I am with Chuck on this. I am I am saying McCuller because he was a a cornerstone player in this program. And he would have been the leadership aspect, the leadership piece that this team is missing. And, you know, Bill Self is, you know, a smart guy. You know, you you make your you make your side stronger by making the opposition weaker. And he did he did two things at once. I mean, he didn't have to he didn't need Kevin McCullough to win the Big Twelve. But it sure helped to eliminate the strength of another program in the mm-hmm. Big 12 by taking him away. Yeah. Uh, somebody that says, uh, Terrence Shannon, no doubt he's turned into a different player. Well, okay, so he's turned into a different player. It's, to, to me, what, the way that he left, okay, you're not even on – you're on the plane when he puts himself in the portal, basically. And, you know, I, I just think the way that he hand- – Handled himself on the way out was very poor. There were, think, there were times when you felt like, hey, man, we need you on the floor, and he wasn't on the floor. I don't think you ever questioned McCullough's toughness or loyalty until he left. That's true. I think Terrence Shannon's being asked to do different things at Illinois than he was at Texas Tech. 
And in the way he's being asked to do different things, it allows him to be a different player. Maybe so. Maybe so. But I mean, I guess I just look at it and go, I just, it, you couldn't even wait until you got back to Lubbock before you basically said, you didn't basically say, you said you entered the portal. I mean, the season's hardly over. Hours older, and you're well, already putting your... I mean... You're not even back. You're, you, you, disrespected, you, the, you disrespected your teammates, your university, your coach, your support staff by putting yourself in the portal before you even landed in Lubbock. Don't disagree with you. However, when you go to a rival, and not just a team no from the Big 12, no doubt. but a team that we hate more... Almost as much as we hate Texas. Like, it's a 1A and 1B situation. Kansas basketball and the University of Texas in general. You, as that is an option, that means you weren't here to begin with. I, I think that's you're fair. You're either one of us or you're not. I, I think that's fair. I, and I think, I think, truth the, in that. I think the basketball hate for KU is, um, is higher than the basketball hate for Texas. There will no. always... There will let me let me finish. There will always be hate for Texas, but I think it's a different kind of hate for Kansas than it is for Texas. The the hate for Kansas is is primarily around basketball, and that's yes, that that's is. It. I mean, because I don't give uh, two twits right. about beating them in football. I mean, I, I, I want to take the W. I expect the W. I don't care very much about beating them in baseball. I expect the Ws. I'll take the Ws. I want to beat Texas in tiddlywinks. Mm-hmm. I, I, again, I think that, I think Texas is a true rivalry because you want to beat them in anything and everything. I think Kansas, you hate. There's a hate there, and I think it's just a. It's a to me, it's a different kind of hate. That's that's what it's, I observe. It's, we we don't like and the I basketball hate, arrogance. It is, it's one of those things for basketball. For that arrogance has been going on there for is. a long and, time, and that's why you know we're, for we all get upset when Kansas gets gets good and gets a little uppity in football because we've all agreed. Hey, we're going to let you have basketball. You guys can have your basketball up, but when you guys decide you want to start getting uppity in football, that's when the whole Big Twelve smacks them down and says you guys are back in. Be back there in ninth place. I don't know how somebody could say stop having Kansas glasses on. I don't have any Kansas glasses on. He doesn't I, have Kansas. I hate the fact I hate the fact that Kevin McCullough went to my alma mater. I hate it. I hate I hate how that game ended. I hate how the fact that he was the one that was holding the ball. I hate how it appears that he's going to be a key for them in the NCAA tournament. I hate the whole thing. Every part of it. It makes me not even want to root for them when they're not playing Texas Tech. Because he's because he's there. I hate it. I hate it with every fiber in my bone. Anyway, that's just my that's just my two cents on it. Um, maybe there's more to the story about TJ leaving, especially after this all this Adams talk. That's, oh, I, I, that's fair. I think there's a lot to that. Probably uh, didn't help. Somebody says this. Terrence Shannon is welcome back. Kevin McCullough is a disgrace. You know what's really sad is at some point in time in 2029 or 2039 or 2049 or 2059 you're going to have a reunion of your final four basketball team which god hope it's not it's the only one in 2029 or 39 or 49 but you know what you're, you're the head coach of that team and the and the and the leading assistant on that on that team probably aren't going to be welcome to be here well that's that's a well I mean, because think about I how often they, thought how they tra- that Mike Leach tried out the '93 Lady Raiders. You know, we we watched them all grow up. Yes, and yes, and, and, and we yes. see them all, and they come out there every five or ten years, and they take their bows right. and they wave their hands, and we see them all. Right, you got and, you got one coaching for you right yeah. now. You got her her daughter's playing for you right now. Within the next ten years, they're all going to be grandmas. 
if some of them aren't already. already. Yeah. Right. It's just it's just sad. It's like I always felt like that at some point in time, at some point in time, I thought he'd be a very old man that the tech and, and Mike Leach would would somehow make amends and Leach would come out on a cane at midfield and give a wave. Uh-huh. But obviously that's not going to happen now. And 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 at the end, you know, not that I want to get into that discussion. Nah, wait, wait, no, but anyway, I, the bottom I, line I, is this. The bottom line is this. It's just the whole thing is just sad when you're. When your history kind of just just gets uh, sullied, and your and your university gets drugged through the mud, I mean, it's just like I was thinking about this on my way to work today. How many coaches we've had since 2010? You know, since we launched this radio station in 2009, you know, we've had we've had Bob Knight, we've had Pat Knight, we've had Billy Gillespie, we've had Chris Walker, we've had Tubby Smith, we've had Chris Beard, we've had Mark Adams. <laughs> and now you have a Corey Williams. Now we have two baseball Corey coaches, Williams. though, right? And you've had you've had Larry Hayes and uh, yeah, one track and coach, Dan Spencer, and well, Larry was uh, he was he was not the coach from when that's we right. It was Dan Spencer. The anyway, Rhino. one track coach, one men's golf coach. One, yeah. the The problem is, is that your two front door of the university programs have just been an, an, an absolute mess, and it. I think you got it right right now, and. Thank God for Joey McGuire, right? Mm, Thank yeah. God for him, because it's so Can far. You imagine if Wells was still doing this with us here. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Oh, oh! This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Thank you for being with us and your interaction today on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to double T ninety seven three dot com for that of the mobile app. It's presented by Happy State Bank. Benchmark hotline is open, too. Uh, all right, try to get to these as as quickly as I can here. Is it July already? Fireworks on the airways this morning. Keep firing, boys. Uh, we get this. Uh, two old men screaming at clouds. Who are you calling old? Wait a second. What only- are we screaming at? I- I'm not screaming at clouds. I'm yeah. just saying I'm the- I don't have any any outrage for them for having to. Uh, this, uh, Gonzaga, two Final Fours, two title games. Guess Tex gets exposed every year except one. Uh, this spoken like a true arrogant KU basketball snob. Gonzaga has played in more title games than most of the Big 12. Adding to the Big 12 will make them and the conference stronger disagree. I agree with that. Uh, this has been a well... No, 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 no. Did you disagree with that? Yeah, no, I don't think they make the Big 12 stronger. I think the Big 12 is the best conference in the big in the country. Why, it doesn't? You don't need it to be any stronger. I think it's strong top to bottom. If How do you, you look feel at, about BYU coming to the Big 12? I, I don't like any of these teams coming to the Big 12. I want my old Big 12. I want Texas. I want a and I want, I want Missouri. I well, want, well, they don't want you, Chuck. I know. I they know. don't want you. I know. They wanted to go to the you SEC. Me, you had, I know. They you wanted had, to go to the Pac-12. You had, they wanted to go to the Big 10, and that's where they are now. I know. So you don't get to have your old Big 12 back. I know. So I'm just saying I don't need any more added. I don't – because uh, I don't I don't need – because really Oklahoma did really very little for the for – the, for the Big 12 in terms of basketball. In terms of basketball. Okay. Over the over the test of time. I mean, they had their spurts. They had a spurt in the in the mid 70s with Alvin Adams and they that, had a, That wasn't the Big 12, that was Big 8. They had a spurt in the in the in the late 80s in That's the Big 8. Also Big 8. And they had a little bit of a spurt in the in the in the Big 12. A little bit of the spurt. I thought they played in the final four in the Big 12. One. I just don't think they add. I, I oh, just don't. Wait, wait a second. Wait a second. So you're telling me? Oh God! 
Here we go. I mean, I think Texas Tech has been far more prevalent in, in the Big 12 in basketball than Oklahoma over the last six, seven years. Oh, my gosh. Let me finish reading here. Okay, please. I mean, I, I would love to hear this. This has been a wild show. The Kelvin Sampson era. Yeah. Let's see. They went to, let's see, from 1995. Mm-hmm. Let's, okay, in this irrelevant time of Oklahoma basketball, they went to the NCAA <laughs> tournament in 95, 96, 97, 98. Oh, wait, in 99, 2000, 2001, 2002, 2000, 2003, 2000. Oh, sorry. They sucked in 2004. 2006, Go, 2008, the 2009. Just should be a given. 2013, man. 14. Should be a given. Good gosh. Oh. This, Conference tournament champions in in this irrelevant time in the Big 12. 2001, 2002, 2003. Regular season champions, 2005. Holy cow. Uh, Wait wait a second. In this irrelevant time in the Big 12, they went to the Final Four in 2016. Was Kansas there? No, they didn't go that year. No. You sure about that? Uh, Elite Eight in 2003, 2009, 2016. Week 16, 2002, 2003, 2009, okay. 2015, okay, maybe, maybe 2016. Little, maybe that was They're a Scot- so irrelevant in maybe the Big 12. That, maybe that was a skosh overstated. Uh, this, gosh. I, I turned over to Double T 97.3 and immediately met with the most annoying 30 seconds of radio I've heard in a long time. Really? Guess mm. I'm listening to something else this morning. Okay. Bye, Felicia. See ya. I mean, sorry. Yeah. Uh... Gonzaga gets exposed in what, Chuck? Uh, okay. okay. I, I, I look. Uh, Jay says this. Yeah, let's uh, jack it up a little. Great show this morning. Great show this morning. Okay. Well, thank you. Uh, this uh, from Clay. What's wrong with get off my lawn? My yard ain't a playground for the neighbors. <laughs> this, you know what? You're kind of right. I uh, love a fired up Sneed. Well, what the hell is going on today? That's what Red Raider Two Guns wants to know. Uh, this is great radio. Intense debate. Love it. Bring the smoke, Chris. I told Chuck earlier this week that I mean, we were going to get it on. I always wonder if the people who win big on the prices right or similar game shows realize this and end up selling a portion of their prizes to pay taxes and maybe fines from the IRS. Yeah, I think that's probably I think that's probably the case. Uh, Sooner and Lubbock says odd couple. Yeah, we've been accused of far worse than that. Uh, let's see. Coaches' pay went up and fans didn't go anywhere. Y'all will be back like you never left. It's still too new. Okay, it proves how important a coach is. Kelvin Sampson is just a winner. Yeah, well, he was, he was, uh, he was cheating. Remember that? Uh, oh, whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> Hold up on that there, Carwa son. Did did you? Excuse me. Did, no, 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 no. He no, was no. caught did, cheating. Did you? Did you just say he was cheating? When your university has been sent the letter of uh, of inquiry by the NCAA like five or six times. As, now, as, granted, as, now, granted, nothing's happened they get yet, so right? mad at Kansas right. every year that right. they put Oklahoma State on probation. <laughs> they get so mad at Kansas every year that Jackson State can't go to his conference tournament. They get so mad at Kansas. They're so mad with Bill Self that Tennessee Tech loses its TV rights for a whole year. You're going to tell me these guys who admit that they took money from Adidas. These guys who admit that that Bill Self in a a pregame midnight madness walks out literally giving two middle fingers to the NCAA. Every every year, you're going to say, with a straight face over there, Chuck Hines, KU grad, (laughs) is going to say that Oklahoma's cheating. Good gosh almighty, Joe Friday. (laughs) Daughter number two weighs in. Yay for Sneed rants. (laughs) 
I mean, I just I can't believe you sit over there with a straight face and actually said that. Those I'm not going to sit here and let you badmouth the United States of America, oh, gentlemen. <laughs> this guy, this guy, holy smokes! And I'm the crazy one. Sending text messages is not cheating. Well, it was because it was over the rules. He's he, he's sent oh, like yeah. ten thousand. I know. I mean, heaven forbid we just we just pass up the thirty thousand dollar pack bags of cash that you guys were giving out. Jiminy sakes. Chuck with your the gall, the unabashed <laughs> gall that you have to actually say that. And then didn't talk about your seventeen or seventeen you know final four God oh man. Why doesn't why doesn't why doesn't why? Jamie call why? you out more? He does. He calls me out all the time. What are you oh, talking about? Smokes. You might do you not listen? Yeah. Do you not listen? This from the Snade line. From an OU grad, Dave, mm-hmm. David Collier, oh, I yeah. would say OU is at least the second best Big 12 basketball team in the Big 12 history. And he's right. Oh, I don't he's know about right. that. He's right. You know, I was at Lloyd Noble a couple of weeks ago, and I looked up at the rafters and started counting championship banners. I, I, I started with zero. Good gosh. I mean, I, I just can't believe it. I just can't with you, Chuck. started with zero. I just can't. I can't. Chuck, like my five-year-old, speak first and think later, okay? Probably. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> probably so. Well, I'm glad that David Collier's tuned in this morning. That's good. I'm glad. He is. I mean, he's, he's, he's good people. He, he didn't send me that text. He sure um, didn't because he wanted, it, he wanted it to be acknowledged. <laughs> oh, I acknowledge all. I acknowledge all texts. Acknowledge all texts. <sighs> Let's see here. I'm not okay with Bill Self at all. I'm, you're not okay with Bill Self? No, I don't like how he, I don't like how he's responded. And how then why ever, don't you do something as an alumni? Just what am send, I supposed to do? You could send back your diploma shredded up like some people have done to us at no, Texas I'm Tech. No, I'm not going to do that. Why I'm not? not? Do, I don't, I'm not going to do that. Are I, you afraid? You, you don't want to put your... No, uh, I don't want... It's, I, no. Can I you just, voice I, your opinion? Are you I a member of the voice. Alumni Association? I don't think I am. I'm a member of yours. And we thank you, Chuck Hines. I'm actually in the 1923 section now. No, it's a society, Chuck. Or society, whatever. <laughs> We're glad to have you. Yeah, I'm glad Who to be a you? part of it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to be a part of it. I'm you glad too to... can be a member of the 1923 Society for just mere $19.23 yeah. a week. <laughs> right. For more information, call 806-742-3641. And, and the Alumni Association is on our team now, so we're, we're glad to have them. Yes, we are. Glad to be a part. Of, glad, glad to be a part of the team. Glad to be have you on our team. Glad to be on, on your team. <sighs> Let's see. Uh, Steve, can you give some real thoughts on this year's baseball team? I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. Well, what do you want to know? I, I think this baseball team. The, well, the... like where like <clears throat> where you are right now at 11 and 2, are, do you think this team is right about where you thought it would be? Do you think it's a little bit better than you thought it would be? Do you think it's got a got big upside? Where, like, I think where... this team has big upside. Uh, the, 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 the core of this team right now, I'd say, is speed. And the speed on this team allows Texas Tech to do things that it couldn't. And we'll talk a little bit more about okay. it on the other side. Sure. Um, but uh, there are a lot of things I really, really like about this team. Um, I can tell you right now that they need to clean up the defense. I mean, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm not preaching to the choir. The, the number of errors they have is, is alarming at this point. But um, that's, that comes a lot with the youth of this, of this team. Uh, Laird, you're wrong. I, I, I don't like um, 
I don't like what's gone on at KU. I don't like how they've responded to the NCAA. I wish uh, they would have taken their medicine. Um, but the NCAA has to have, a, have has the stones to do that, too. Uh, so, you know, this is as much the NCAA's problem as it is Kansas. So I, I don't like how Bill Self's responded to this. I don't like how the university's responded to this. Uh, I wish it were better. Um, it is what it is. This has been the Morning Drive Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at DoubleT97.3.com.